right, listeners, welcome to Black and Blonde Pod. I'm Molly. And I'm Natasha. And we're going to do something a little bit unusual, and we're going to remix our intro. Remix. Why are we doing that, Natasha? So we started this pod 57 episodes ago, over a year ago, in the height of the pandemic, and the very first intro we did was horrendous. It was real bad. Not the not the content so much, but the quality. We had still not figured out how to, you know, use the audio, the mics and all the the systems that we have. And so we recorded it, we tried to fix it, we put it out there and we felt like we could never take it back. And now we're realizing we can at least talk about it and talk about what happened and say, stick with us. Absolutely. That is our goal. We want you to scan through the titles of the 57 episodes and say like, damn, this is a podcast that I want to listen to. I either am like super racially conscious and I'm joining these two on this journey or, Hey, I really know that I want to raise my racial consciousness. I want to get more confident in the conversations and the, the things that I'm seeing and saying and talking about when it comes to conversations about race in this country, which are so needed, Natasha, Absolutely. Um, for, for our listeners, you're going to hear our story. Um, And we want you to get into that story. And we really don't want really shitty audio to stop you from doing that because, Natasha, we kind of sound scared. I mean, I think we probably were. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we're saying, if you're a new listener of the pod, we want you to forgive us for what you're about to listen to, which is our introduction episode. Quality is not great, but, you know, sit in the content and stick with us for a couple other episodes. We think you'll really like it. And we have a great community of followers. We're on Instagram, we're on uh, Spotify, and wherever Sometimes we're on Twitter. Sometimes we're on Twitter, but um, we've got a good following on Instagram, and we just, we are building a coalition and a community, and if you want to, we would love you to be a part of that, Um, so settle in. Um, You know, you can binge us, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got nothing else to do, Natasha. Nope. All right, so here is your poorly audioed, true intro to Black Blonde Pod. Enjoy. Okay, here we go. Black and Blonde off the ground. I'm black. I'm blonde. This is Black and Blonde. Hey, fitting. 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 Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, Indeed it is. So what are we doing? Well, the first thing we're doing is going to try to talk for about 15 minutes and make sure that anyone who's listening... Anyone? Bueller. ...is going to come back and listen again. I hope so. Wouldn't that be be kind? It would be kind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would make me feel good. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you? Well, I'm Natasha, and I am the black half of Black and Blonde, as mentioned. Uh, And I'm Molly. I'm the very white half. Very. Very. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, whiteness. You know, I just read that book by Claudia Rankine, Just Us. There's a whole chapter in there on blondes, and, like, blondes being the, the significance of blondes when it comes to whiteness. So, which is interesting because as black and blonde has kind of gotten off the ground, mm-hmm. I've always said, like, I'm the whitest white person you can find. And then here's this whole, like, conceptual backstory about how that's actually true. Well, maybe within this podcast, we can dig into that at some point. Yes, we might be able to. What is black and blonde, Natasha? Well, Molly, this is not my conception. But I think uh, Black and Blonde is essentially us talking about being our racial identities and how it impacts the way we move through this world. Um, But 
what I think would be helpful is if we understood where black and blonde came from. So I'm in education and three school districts ago, um, I'm in, so we're in Minnesota because there's going to be a lot of people listening from across the country. Probably international, actually. Probably, probably across the pond. Um, But Minnesota, oppressively white state, you know, 80% of the teachers are white. 96. 96. 80% in the country. And 96. Maybe it's 86. But I think only 4% of the teachers in Minnesota are teachers of color. So this is probably a good time to just insert that neither one of us are really experts. I mean, true. I mean, like, we're hardly experts. But that's what we think makes this podcast wonderful. Yeah, we're no Michelle Obama, Brene Brown. No. But we do love Michelle Obama and Brene Brown, but we are not them. We are us living in... The ex-burbs. Molly. I know. It's real bad. Um, but Talk we're not going to come with like a shit pop full of resource or research. No, we don't, we don't research anything. We <laughs> no. just come with. So if you're out there listening. We just with, opine. Right. With the actual statistics, we're not. Yeah. We're close. I mean, Are, you may share those actual statistics with us, but we're I mean, just talking. I think that is the beauty of black and blonde. It's just. It is a conversation, mm-hmm. which goes back to what you were saying, yes. how so we started. Three di- three school districts ago, um, you know, we had quote-unquote equity meetings because those some, are helpful. They are very helpful. Constantly changing the discourse. Oh, I mean, so impactful to sit in a third-floor conference room mm-hmm. with one black person and right. about yeah. 35 white people and talk about equity and education. Helpful. Yeah. changing Very. Really. Uh, so in that actual school district, which was an actual example, um, the one African-American woman um, would often just, as you might imagine, not that I'm speaking for you, but she would just shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the meetings would just get super frustrated because a bunch of white people would sit in the room and really not say very much. That's our privilege. Or, you know, they want to be safe. Yeah. Might say the wrong thing. Safety first. Right. Are you black or are you African-American? I better not. I better not ask. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so then at, at, after one of the sessions, she just said, Molly, I'm so frustrated. Um, I just don't get it. And I said, well, you know, I think you just underestimate how easy it is to be white. And she said, I don't. Like, I just can't make sense of that. I'm never comfortable. And I said, so that's that's whiteness. Like you're just so comfortable all the time that at any time you think you're going to get in a place where you're uncomfortable, you just don't have to say anything. Um, so we decided to put some time on our calendars where we would just get together and she would talk about what it's like to be a black woman. And I would talk about what it's like to be a white woman. And that's how black and blonde started. That's what we put it on as the calendar or on the calendar. It said black and blonde. So we started doing that. I went to a different school district, found the one, well, there were two, but one black social studies like you're, teacher. You're like a little bit like a moth in reverse. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Proceed. Um, but I said, hey, you know, I there's this thing, black and blonde, and he was totally on board, and he said, I'd love to do this with kids in the classroom. Um, so we did black and blonde. 
with primarily juniors and seniors. And he talked about, um, we, we often talked about similar experiences through our different lived either experiences mm-hmm. or perspectives. Um, so we would do black and blonde. I made a lot of white um, children probably defensive and angry. Um, but that was... Um, and white parents. And white parents, right. Um, and then... And then I'm now in this school district and kind of looking for what does black and blonde, how does it live on? And lo and behold, lo and behold, it lives on through us. It lives on through us. We live together. We do. We do. We do. Wait, what happened? We do. So then we were like, we think we, I'm saying we. Please do. Um, that as you stated, like people don't sit at the table with their family members and probably flash. We're literally sitting at the table. We are, we are. But I mean, I think every day you and I experience something in which the difference, you know, the whiteness that I bring to it, it just can be super frustrating for you. Well, and going back a little bit, how we are sitting at this table now, but that's obviously not where we started. Um, we, I would say our relationship just as human beings really began around conversations of race. We, we wrote about it a lot and uh, we probably had some distinct differences and some challenging conversations. But I ultimately think that's what made our relationship work was like our ability to sit in those conversations and to peer each other. And so when we started writing, we were often like, what are we going to do with this writing? Are we going to write a book? Are we going to write? I don't know. And it sat on the back burner for a long time until COVID. (laughs) Nice. A nice sound effect. Um, And when COVID hit, I think like everyone else, you think of these grand ideas of things you can do. And we decided podcast. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I mean, it is a little dun, dun, dun. I mean, a little bit. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Not at all. We don't know if anybody will listen. We're pretty sure they won't. But maybe like our families. Pity, pity listen maybe maybe the first they'll have it like on in the background (laughs) totally okay so this isn't an intro to black and blonde because where we we're doing here yeah where we see black and blonde going is essentially how we live black and blonde there's going to be experiences that we encounter um, and we're going to talk about those things through the lens of of race and oddly i think you know as we say that I don't even know how to say this. Like, it's about race, but it's not. It's literally just about how our identities, which are so wrapped up in race, just impact our everyday experiences here in the ex-burbs or in our workplaces or society as a large whole. So we got a lot of ground to cover. We got a lot of ground to cover. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you said, your own identity? Is that a segue into... Do you want to talk a little bit about your identity? Well, I shall. Uh, so, as mentioned, I'm the black half of this crew. Um, but it's an odd thing, really. Uh, I was raised by white parents. And in my household, my sister, my biological sister, I have many sisters, but my biological sister and I are the only people of color. We're the only black people in our family. And so I grew up largely surrounded by white people and my 
identity wasn't that of a black person or I tried to maybe suppress that identity until I was in adulthood. And now I think um, having my son, having the world as it is right now, um, being in education, all those things have made me think differently about it. Like I never would have, if you would have said 15 years ago, well, you have a Black Lives Matter sign sitting out front of your house, I would have probably said no. Like that just wouldn't have been a thing I thought of. So for me, my identity is, it's an interesting evolution as I think most people's probably are, but mine was, mine is a very much white experience wrapped up with some black at the tail end. So um, I guess, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. I think even you? from the years I've known you, your yeah. evolution in your own blackness has just become more pronounced. I'm black and I'm proud. Which is super exciting. Yay. Yay, you. Um, And then I'm, you know, from the other end of that continuum, I'm about as white as they get. I grew up in Iowa. I don't even remember. I, I don't remember seeing a black person in my town, in my school. I think I know for sure my grandma and grandpa took my sister and I to uh, on a summer vacation to Texas, and I remember being at a stoplight outside JFK's Eternal Flame. JFK. Yes. Eternal. Is this burning? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. But Sometimes we'll break into song. We. And by, by we, I mean me. Yep. Uh, and I remember looking out the window in the back seat of the car and seeing all these black people walking on the sidewalk. And I turned to my sister and I was like, I mouthed. I literally remember mouthing, like, look at all the black people. Um, so that was really my um, realization that one, there weren't many black people in Iowa and two, um, some recognition of how I was different. But I grew up in a house super liberal, super progressive, and we didn't talk about race, which nobody talked about. Race. Nobody talked about it. No, because no. we are colorblind. And when we say nobody, I mean, in our lived experience, in our nobody. Lived experience, I think people were talking about race, but that's not an experience either one of us really had. Well, and I think, you know, it's interesting right now that you mentioned your son, who is biracial, who is with us. And, you know, you and I are starting to have these conversations about how do you and we're, I would say we're pretty racially conscious. <laughs> Painfully sometimes. Right. And we're having the conversation about when when, and how do you have conversations with a five-year-old um, about why is that Black Lives Matter sign in the front yard? And as he would say, Molly, it's because Black Lives Matter. It's pretty fucking simple, people. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. From the mouths of babes. That's right. That's right. So... Um, you know, we really hope that we can model just how you can, how, I don't know, how you just can have a conversation about the role that whiteness plays in things. And I, you know, I know, like, I'll get frustrated. I don't want everything to be about my whiteness. And, and it is. And how do you separate that? Like, what's Molly versus what's Molly's whiteness? And is there even a way to to separate some of those things? And I think that's what we want to do as people is separate that. Like, I would say it feels like right now in society, we're, we're tired. We're tired. I, I'm tired. I don't know about everybody else. But of talking about race, of everything about being about 
who's white, who's black. And it is like, we are not at a place where that conversation can just not happen or that we can help our kids to navigate that. And I don't know as much as both of us, I think grew up in pretty progressive homes. And I'm, I should only speak for myself. We didn't talk about it in a way that I think helped me understand it. We were, we were a colorblind family and a race doesn't matter and everybody loves everybody. And while those are wonderful and fantastic things to not acknowledge someone's racial identity is to acknowledge, acknowledge them. So, I mean, I think, and this is, you know, we could do a one episode on the pumpkin patch, but you know, two weekends ago we went to a pumpkin patch and we actually started the conversation. I started it with you afterwards about the wearing of a mask. Like I was wearing a mask, but a lot of mm-hmm. people weren't. We were outside. There was this whole thing. And I said to you, you know, like I I saw people look at me because I was wearing the mask. And you were, you know, it was interesting. You were like, that's the third reason people would notice me in a place like that. One, we're on a farm in the country. Everybody's white. All same-sex cup or all... Um, Heterosexual. Heterosexual couple. We call those straight people. Yeah, straight straight people. We're not but it was straight like, either. You know, to hear you say, the first thing I do when I walk in there is I you know I recognize and feel my blackness. Then I people would see you and they might question your sexuality. I don't sometimes I here's what I don't think it is. I don't know if it's questioning my sexuality, which maybe there is it. It's questioning my gender. Oh, maybe. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Like I could see so, that. Yeah, I'm pretty gender non-conforming. You are. I mean, I'm very, ma- what is it, would you say, more male presenting? I don't mean male presenting sounds Yeah, weird. we got to consult our friend who's a bit yeah. better expert. We will talk to someone who is actually an expert. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, I was worried about my mask, you know, and those you other. You were not worried about your white. I was not worried about my white. Yeah. So. so- we got a lot of things to talk about in this podcast, and we're just going to bring it to you, mm-hmm. you person. One person. One, my sister, maybe? I mean, we she can, pity, fingers crossed. Should we do a pity listen? Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about things as they come up as people, because that's really essentially what we would hope other people do or want to do is just how often do we have conversations with our loved ones? I think we think those conversations have to happen with other people and I want to have conversations with my son. I want to have conversations with you. And I think we need to push ourselves and challenge ourselves to be vulnerable and talk. Right. And if you're my favorite thing and that's talk. Yeah. You do love a good long conversation. Is that my whiteness or is that me? Probably a little both. Little of both. But if you're white listening, buckle up because if you think you can just say, "Oh, I don't share that experience," or like that's some bullshit. White people well, who you say, can say like, "I don't share that experience," tr- that's we, true. But yeah, like I mean, there are just so many reasons why white people are like, "What? Oh, I don't, I don't. That's not me." I mean, I am right out in front of it. My whiteness is a are. bitch. Yeah, she is. And I kind of love it, right? It affords me a whole shitload of privilege. I mean, yeah, for sure. So so we got a podcast coming at you. We don't know what we're doing. No. Nope. But we're doing it. We're doing we're it. We're really doing it, Harry. We're really doing it. And we need some music. We recognize. Yeah, we got, I mean, we got work to do on this, but this is our intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's kay. what we got. Black and Blonde. Black and Blonde. Deuces. Mm-hmm. Oh.